the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, give you great thanks and praise for the word of God. I ask you to continue to send your Holy Spirit upon us to convert our hearts to follow your commandments and freedom. Amen. So I don't know if you guys know where, where we live as priests. Do you guys know where we live? Point? Yes. That way. Thank you, servers know. We don't have guests that often, right? So if you look at, so we, years ago, we, they purchased the building there and they built the house there. So there, we live that way, at the house there. So if you look at from the top of, top of the world in West Bloomfield, it goes synagogue, little priest house, synagogue, church. So we're surrounded by our Jewish neighbors, okay? So they're always around us. And in the, in the summer, summer months, I tend to walk from where I live to the church, get some steps in. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. So I walk. So I walk from, from the church, pardon me, from the house to the church. So I'm passing the synagogue. And on Saturday mornings, our Jewish neighbors are walking to synagogue. So I'm always like, hi, shalom, right? Saying hi to them. They're saying hi. We're very pleasant. We are great neighbors. Say hi. They say hi. So you ever notice, you guys live in this area where you have a lot of Jewish neighbors in this neighbor area. They have the little tassels hanging from their sides. Have you ever noticed those? Anyone? Good. Do you know what they mean? Interesting. Silence. You live next door to these people. You have no idea of their traditions. It's interesting. It's fine, right? So I didn't know either, so, so I Googled it. <laughs> Google is amazing. So what is it? So it's the command of Moses from the command of God that the Jewish people, who are our people before Christ came, because Jesus is a Jew, right? They would wear the tassels on their side, and they would put on their doorposts all these words of God to remind them of the command of God. Think about it. There's a practicality to it, in my opinion, that they're walking, and they kind of, their hands kind of graze it. Oh, the commands of God. They get stuck on a chair. No, oh, the commands of God. It's a constant reminder of the commands of God. So in the gospel today, one of the interpretations of this woman going to Jesus and touching the fringe of his garment is that what she touched were these tassels. These tassels that are a reminder of the commands of God. That she recognized in herself that she was like missing something or that because of her life situation, it was impeding her ability to worship God. So for 12 years, she had this flow of blood. She couldn't be with her people and her community, and she couldn't worship God. So what she went to Jesus, she touched the symbol of the remembrance of the commands of God. That's what she touched, not just random parts of his clothing. So it's an acknowledgment of her faults. Then she went to God. She went behind Jesus. She went to the incarnate God in Jesus Christ. She touched the symbol of his commandments, and because of her deep faith, she was healed. So there are four homilies there. I'm going to give just one. Is that all right? Better? Lots of complaints about homily links to this church, all right? We're going to give one homily. All right, one homily. So what are we focusing on? On the remembrance of the commands of God. The focus of the commands of God. Because in the next four weeks, we have the season of the church. It's more theological. Then we have Advent. It's more Christmassy type, preparing ourselves for the Feast of Christmas. Kind of the last week of focusing on what it means to live in the commands, in the commands of God. And it's interesting, too, especially as a church, especially as a Catholic church. Because the constant complaint from those outside of the Catholic church, those within the Catholic church, is that the church is a group of body of rules. You can't do this. You must do that. And if you're an outsider, especially without faith, they're 100% right. You have to do this, you can't do this, these are the rules of the church, jump through this hoop. But 
If we are believers in God, if we are actually believers in the incarnation of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus, we want to do God's commandments because they bring us holiness. They bring us that joy that is promised to us because God loves us. Because God is our Father who loves us and wants the best for us. For example, next Sunday is what? Who knows? All Souls Day. That's Monday. Halloween. Who's excited for Halloween? I'm excited for Halloween. No one else is? All right, guys, be excited. It's a fun fit day in all America. The one day of the year you go to your random neighbors who you barely wave to, and they give you free candy. It's an incredible day in American secular society. I think it's so beautiful for the community to gather on that fun day. So every year we gather at my sister's house for Halloween. And I'm going to dress up this year as a priest. I have my costume ready and everything. All right? It's going to be great. See, every year Halloween, we go to my sister's house. My brother-in-law's birthday is the first. So we have a cake for him every, every Halloween. It's a, whole, it's a whole thing. So my nephew, who is the sweetest human being in the world, right, was told by his parents, who love him, gave him a commandment. After trick-or-treating, you can have one piece of cake. And he was like, okay, mommy, one piece of cake. So we go trick-or-treating, we come back. He's like, okay, mommy, I want a piece of cake. And she's like, one piece of cake. And we all know this because we're all part of we're part of the child rearing in our house, in our community, in my family. So she's like, okay. So she shoop, cuts him a piece of cake, and he eats a piece of cake. And then, because he hustled us, goes to grandma, grandma, can I have one piece of cake? And she knows the rules. She's like, one piece of cake. He's like, just one piece of cake. All right, shoop, piece of cake. It's your grandson. Keep a piece of cake. All right, now he's eating two pieces of cake. Hello, can I... Can I have my piece of cake? I'm like, one piece of cake. He's like, one piece of cake. Shoop, I cut him a piece of cake. I don't know, right? <laughs> I think he's getting one piece of cake. Well, so in a matter of like 20 minutes, this kid, ate, this kid ate three pieces of cake. Completely betrayed against the commands of his loving parents, right? So what do we do? Put him in timeout, spanking, unnecessary. Because he broke the commands that were there to love him, what happened? Mommy, my tummy hurts. Oh, does it? You had a half a cake in 20 minutes, right? <laughs> of course it hurts. The commands of God are there because God loves us. They're not rules just to smack us on our face and for us to feel guilty. The opposite is true. Think for what St. Paul is preaching today. St. Paul gives us this litany of what it means to not follow God and then goes on this litany of what it means to follow God. And they're very logical if we just think about them objectively. This is in Galatians. So open up your Bibles to Galatians. Anybody? Tom? Maybe just you. All right. So Galatians. What did St. Paul say against sin, for sin? He says, now the works of the flesh are plain. Immorality, impurity, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, anger, selfishness, dissension, party spirit, envious, drunkenness, carousing, and the like. Who here wants to be described as an envious person? Idolatrous person. An angry person an immoral person, an impure person, who would say, hey, this is my buddy. He's super immoral. He's super impure. You love him. Nobody. Well, those are the commands of God. To not follow, to not do that. We come, we have to acknowledge our sins. This is what this woman did in the gospel. She acknowledged, this is the thing, whatever it is, whatever sin is your sin, your anger, your lust, your envy, your greed, your pride, whatever it is, this is what's keeping me away from God. And I need to be healed by God. So what do we do? We acknowledge. 
We go to God's commandments. We touch the fringe, the symbol of the commandments of God, and we follow God's commandments. Are there rules? Yes. Do they require sacrifice from us? Absolutely. Are they challenging? 100%. Does God give us the grace sufficient enough to follow them? Absolutely. That's what God does. And then St. Paul continues. But the fruits of living in the Spirit, because we want to live in the Spirit, are this. The fruits of living in the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's how I want to be described as a man, as a Christian man, as a man who loves, as a man who's joyous, as a man who's peace, and who has patience, who's kind, who is gentle, and has self-control. Those are good attributes of a human being. Those are amazing attributes of a holy follower of Jesus who desires sanctity and a relationship with God. Does that mean we have to follow his commandments and follow his rules? Yes, it does. And that's beauty. If my nephew would have known to just have one piece of cake, he wouldn't have had a tummy ache. If we know to follow God's commandments, we're not going to feel anxious. We're not going to feel empty. We're not going to feel lost. We will feel joyful. We will feel fulfilled in the love, in the love of God. My challenge to you is exists. Acknowledge in your own heart what is keeping you away from God. What part of God's commandment that you're not following perfectly is keeping you away from God. Don't live in that shame. Don't live in it. Don't live in that anxiety. Don't live in it. Acknowledge it. Go before God and be freed by his commandments. Because St. Paul concludes today. He says, And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified their flesh with its passions and desires. If, if we live by the Spirit, let us walk by the Spirit. Amen.